my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Trying, man. Do I'm not trying. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark. The internet's only podcast with the courage to brandish any number of dollar store swords <laughs> at Zach Bagans and his boys. <laughs> yeah. I'm Joel Kleinberger. <laughs> I'm Eric Hoofnagel. So Eric, uh, in Witches and Warlocks, this is the episode that Zach Bagans didn't want you to see. So it's amongst several that apparently have been scrubbed from Discovery+. Plus. And we know the reason why some of those were scrubbed. Right. We, we, we assumed, well, I, I mean, I even looked it up. Like it's, it's, everyone says that the reason why any episode has been pulled is Debbie and Mark Constantino. Yeah. That is not the reason this episode is pulled because yeah. Mark and Debbie are not in this episode at all. Let's just get into this mystery and amazing experience <laughs> truly one of my favorite episodes of ghost adventures of all time 1000 percent agree we are going to start talking about ghost adventures season four the real episode nine la palaza mansion <laughs> In this historical neighborhood, which has been home to the wealthy, the famous, and even the mafia, something evil lurks. I heard you don't like loud music, so we're gonna play some for you. Yeah, Vegas, baby, hometown, let's do it. That didn't scare me as much as when I would sleep here, and I'd hear like them talking about me in the in the fence. It was always naughty stuff. Horny and evil spirits. <laughs> How the hell are we gonna deal with this? Oh. I'm panicking a little bit, bro. And my girl, she seen a tall man with the long arms. What do you mean? So, we have asked a female that looks like Heather to come down here and recreate the shower. Because if we get those voices, that is very, very good evidence for it. What's wrong, Aaron? My whole body is tingly. This is the third time I've gotten tingle feelings. So if you want to create a battle, You've met your match. Come on, this is the sword that was used to trigger your attack on Chris. I told you mother I wasn't crazy. <laughs> I told you mother I wasn't crazy. The boys are back in town and the boys are in their element. Rolling down down through the strip in a in a Barbie pink <laughs> topless car. A fucking Cadillac with an Elvis impersonator. Oh yeah. With an Elvis Elvis driving? Oh my god. So we've seen Zach amped before, but like this is a whole different level. Like he he is like it's like he's advertising Las Vegas. <laughs> We're in our hometown, Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City. It's where fortunes are won and lost. Home of the entertainment capital of the world. It's where high rollers, celebrities, and everyone in between come to try their luck. This episode has one of my favorite introductions of all time. So why is this nasty, evil spirit that resides in there so aggressive and dangerous? 
I don't know, but I guess we'll find out why we're all in till dawn. I don't know. Ugh. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! No, it felt like Zach was so excited that he was like, fuck the script, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> it has that big, flowing, dragon shirt, fedora-wearing <laughs> energy. Yeah, you know what's going to happen if you mess with me? I don't know. Maybe I'm going to bust out my ninjutsu on you. I don't know, but you're going to find out, and it's not going to be good. What's going to happen if my school finds out about me talking about the zombie apocalypse? I don't know, and I don't care, because... I'll survive in the zombie apocalypse because I don't feel human emotions. Okay. Uh, I hope you have a lovely, deadly, long, horrible rest of your lives. I had to bring that up because it just, that kid, once Zach Bagan said, I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll find out when we're locked in. It gives me an excuse for the perfect murder. Zach Bagan's when he says stuff like that, it makes me so sure that if he was born in 1993, he would absolutely have been making Aaron and Nick make <laughs> Kingdom Hearts videos. <laughs> uh, Don't take Kyrie's heart! Like, that is Zach Bagans to a fucking T. My, my keyblade. <laughs> my name is Zach Bagans, and I'm here to fight for my friends. Sora and Mickey walk in the light. Zemnis and, <laughs> and Organization 13 walk in the dark. Me, I walk between worlds. <laughs> Me, I straddle the edge. <laughs> With my keyblades of both light and dark. Yeah, I'm a dual keyblade wielder. It's no big deal. They call me an edge runner. <laughs> <laughs> This is the kind of stuff I like to chase after. Darker stuff. The Keyblade alone cannot seal the door to darkness. And when darkness falls, we chase the darkness. I know now, without a doubt, Kingdom Hearts is light. Get those nerds! 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 This, this whole episode is so fucking wild the characters we meet along the way this reminds me of sort of like a sequence where you get to see an alien amongst its people for the first mm -hmm. time <laughs> like uh, yeah. and you're like oh it's not just jar jar that's just what gungans are like yeah, yeah. holy shit <laughs> chumash indians you understand those words, right? I'm Zach. Tell me your name in here. Talk. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Now get out of here. No, no, Mr. Stan. Everyone they fucking interact with is straight up a, like a flavor of Zach. This is like that scene out of Drop Dead Fred when <laughs> they go to the child psychologist yeah. And Drop Dead Fred runs into all the other imaginary friends. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. yeah. Go to hell, Herman! And it's like, oh, this makes sense now. And it yeah. makes Drop Dead Fred and Zack seem tame in comparison. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. This is the first time where Zack could easily be a background character. <laughs> it almost takes the sparkle out of Zack because everyone is at his level 
or greater. Or greater. Oh gosh. Wow. Wow. Couldn't even imagine that. I couldn't find a lot of discussion of records of La Palaza. Yeah. It was in the Scotch 80 neighborhood, which was famous for housing a lot of like high rollers and potentially mafia folks back in <laughs> Vegas's heyday. Yeah, yeah. He pushes it, of course, because anytime oh, Zach yeah. s- like starts with a leading question, the answer is no. <laughs> Does this place truly belong to the devil himself? No. No. Was this estate ever a front for mobsters during the height of the Las Vegas organized crime era? I, uh, not that much that I b- believe that it really could have. So uh, that may not be good with your script, but not, that's my personal mm-hmm. belief. Mm-hmm. Although there is some reason to think the mob may have been involved in this as our main <laughs> guest, Chris Martinez, who just immediately is overshadowing Zach. <laughs> this guy is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. The minute I saw him, I was like, oh, shit. If everyone's at this level, I can't wait. And I was not let down. He's got the luscious lashes, mm-hmm. immaculate facial hair. Talk about fucking Max Dad. Yeah. <laughs> got this kind of fucking accent, like a. Hey. Oh, he's got big mafia like energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he used to be a cleaner for the mafia or something. I used to walk around in here with my 45 in my waistband. And not because I'm doing anything wrong, but I just, man, I. <laughs> I felt threatened. 22s, that's what you use when you put in work. What? He describes this place when he bought it as being like MTV Cribs worthy. It was so lavish. And they show pictures of it and it's so gaudy. We see his sword that will cut like that is uh, Chekhov's wall sword. Every room looks different, which is a great aesthetic choice. This episode alone gave me more appreciation for Las Vegas than visiting Las Vegas. Yeah. (laughs) Because it has an exciting and interesting history, and it has people like Chris being like, yeah, you know, I fucking made it. I bought this mansion. It was going to be my stamp. Like, yeah, now I'm I'm a player. I'm real. I'm here with my girl, my other girl, my dog. (laughs) Which, man, I love that he starts by being like, you know it's haunted because my pit bull was acting crazy and was like barking at nothing. And I'm like, dude, my roommate's dog is a pit bull. I live with a pit bull. They're (laughs) dumb. They're dumb dogs. Rosa will see like a reflection, hit the wall from your phone. (laughs) And like, she'll fucking attack that wall at that spot for the next like, hour or two unless you distract yeah. her some, with something else well i mean his his whole argument was like you know my girl mm, she was so smart she was well trained she was beautiful my beautiful pit bull but she started peeing on my bed <laughs> yeah i thought i have to get in tune with my dog and that's when i started seeing it the ghost of some lady dressed like jackie O. which okay why <laughs> Who cares? I love the story. Yeah. I don't care, Eric. I have to stay up right up front. I don't give a fuck if any of this is real. <laughs> I I am here for the narrative that Chris concocts and Heather backs up. Absolutely here for it. What was it? An older woman that 
had this very prominent hat with these big, like, Jackie Onassis sunglasses. It would just sit in the chair. This woman? Yeah. And my girl, she seen the tall man with the long arms. What do you mean? My girl, she started seeing this long-armed motherfucker. <laughs> and it's like the most, like, Jersey fucking Chi-Town oh way God. of describing ghosts. I also love Heather Gosevich, his girlfriend. <laughs> She's so extra. Mm -hmm. She's exactly who he should be dating. A thousand percent. Blonde, big boobs. She's like super hot and just like silly as shit. Aggro. Just aggro and like, oh my yeah. God, just so Vegas. I. Uh, what does a man do when he feels like his house has been threatened? Start fighting back. No, he's like, you know, I'd kick its ass. He takes this big old sword. What are you going to do, stab a cloud? And then I go, you know, if I were you, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, man, this place almost gave me 25 to life. Let me just say it like that. Like, what? <laughs> what does that mean, Chris? I have a theory that just will build legitimacy <laughs> as we move ahead. Yeah. Which is that Chris got into some bad coke. <laughs> yeah. Is a uh, uh, a bit of a nutbag, and he blames it on ghosts when he's actually just kind of a scary, abusive man. <laughs> You know, we've talked about this before, how nice it is for Aaron and Zach to be able to blame their relationship failures on ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Let's set up this fucking party, which sounds kind of like a swingers night. Oh, yeah. Chris and Heather have their associates, uh, Tone, Big T, uh, Tony. And his girlfriend. And his girlfriend. Little T. <laughs> Big T, Little T. <laughs> yeah. This entire story is brought to you by Coke. Yeah. They're all like at his mini bar and they're fucking listening to music super fucking loud, which yeah. uh, they don't blame what happens next on the fact that vibrations could cause this. But one of the glasses slides out from the like uh, little holder above them yeah. and lands <laughs> on the on the. Uh, bar and it and explodes and they're like <laughs> fucking ghosts fucking ghosts and of course fucking chris's first reaction is to start swinging a sword around wildly oh this is this is brought to you by fucking cocaine hi on cocaine if we're assuming it's the sword in the pictures chris martinez you better watch your speed <laughs> I, we could assume it's like a two-handed sword. He gets a fucking claymore and channels William Wallace like, ah, you think you could threaten my home, my people, my woman, and not taste my steel? But aren't swords dangerous? Not at all. As I said before, this is just for decoration. Wrong. Swords are not just a decoration. They'll fucking cut you wide open. The way Heather introduces this part of the story is so funny because she's like, <laughs> you know, know, what the fuck does a guy do when uh when his when his home, his castle is threatened, his people yeah. are threatened. What does he do? <laughs> and Zach's like, oh, I don't know, he, fight, he gets mad. She's like, no, he grabs a sword, starts swinging his sword around. And I'm like, oh fucking <laughs> come on, Chris, what you gonna stab a cloud, you fucking moron? <laughs> Give me some more Coke, Chris. <laughs> Which is, it's so on brand. Like, I love I love that moment where this woman watched 
her boyfriend <laughs> rip a claymore off the wall and start swinging it at ghost and she's like you fucking idiot what are you gonna do stab the ghost what the fuck is vegas man like <laughs> it's it's like a city straight out of second life like oh, all no, i these, know like everyone is done up to the max this is like the final stage of like the free market yeah, no, I know. This is the culture of the free market. This is the future libertarians want. As fucking coked up freaks swinging swords around at ghosts. At fucking ghosts. <laughs> and I, I love this fucking story because Zach is getting full turgid. Oh, yeah. Like, the whole time. He's talking to his people. This is like the only time he doesn't interrupt. Like, he's just listening. Yeah, well, it's because these people speak with the same level of confidence and gusto as he usually does. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you going to do now? You know what I mean? You're going to come in here, man? You're going to break my glasses? Or Toby, are you the little that keeps attacking women here? After fucking Chris starts swinging around this two-handed sword for long enough that he starts seizing up because his heart's going like 180 beats per minute, the story goes that he starts choking, he starts feeling a pressure around his neck, and that Heather can see the indentations of of hands yeah. choking which, him. Which sounds exactly like someone's fucking neck seizing out because they're on too much fucking coke. <laughs> I do love this moment in the story, though, of course, because Heather flips the fucking script on oh. Zach, and without him asking, she just grows, like, fucking chokes him. Because this is his tribe. He's yeah. with his people. He doesn't have to ask. I, I am surprised that we didn't either get, like, a button flying off of Zach's pants <laughs> as he gets immediately aggressively hard from that, or, like, an anime nosebleed. <laughs> Everything you say to me. <laughs> and then fucking Tone has to freak that bitch out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they 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 drag him outside and then he gets that crisp yeah. desert air and he can finally breathe again. Yeah, he, he gets a just he gets a shock to his body to like drop his heart rate enough to stop asphyxiating. This is a scene that would have been cut out of Scarface. Because yeah. it's too much. It's too extra. Fucking Tony Montana fucking swinging yeah. a sword at ghosts. They're like, eh, yeah. you know, that's a little unbelievable. I don't know. Again, Witches and Warlocks, we are not trying to make... We're not saying that everybody who owns what looks like a Coke mansion in Vegas does a bunch of Coke. And we're not saying that Chris, who looks like a person who probably made his money doing selling coke does a bunch of coke but inference to the best explanation is it ghosts <laughs> or were these people bad? doing fucking fatty lines nice. i'm at a four oh, roll, roll, roll. yes you don't like yes Zach. what he's got my interest something's happening wow witches and warlocks this is like one of my favorite episodes of all fucking time like you can't get I was about to say you can't get better than this, but oh, of course... Oh, it, it gets better. It gets fucking better. So first, first, just to get it out of the way, Heather Heather lays it out that these ghosts used to uh, talk, sh talk nasty at her whenever she was naked in the house, which made Chris real mad. Many swords were taken off of walls, <laughs> out of drawers, <laughs> under the bed. 
The voices was just, it got to a point, man, where, you know, she felt uncomfortable having sex. Then we get introduced to the reason why he ended up in this house in the first place. The man who sold him this house. <laughs> My favorite character <laughs> of this whole episode and maybe Ghost Adventures. <laughs> Fucking Nico Santucci. Who looks like a Dolly prompt for guy who makes porn under a fake name. Here's what I wrote down he looks like. Yeah. If you if you were threshing Bon Jovi, George Michael, <laughs> and Rod Stewart, Nick Santucci would be the chaff. <laughs> this activity was hot. I think they must have gone to Nico's house because La Palaza is in a state of disrepair. Like, so they, they cut to Nico Sanducci, beautiful feathered hair. Drinking a fucking enormous glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> At what we, you can assume is like 11 a.m. Yes, you know. his fucking sunglasses on, drinking his, his fucking wine, his white wine, uh, with his yes. giant belt buckle. He's got like literally the same pants on as Zach. It's glorious. There's never been somebody who looks so disinterested in talking to Zach. Yeah. Perfect cut jaw and sunken <laughs> cheekbones. He looks amazing. He looks like somebody you absolutely cannot trust for any <laughs> reason at yeah. all. Yeah. Like, he looks like the type of person that, like, starts off the, like horrible story that like takes place in Vegas where it's like, yeah, it was all going good until we met Nico Santucci. <laughs> he came out of the crowd. He looked quaffed. He looked nice. And he was drinking the biggest glass of wine I'd ever seen. And I'd rue the day I met Nico. Every word that came out of his mouth, I thought was gold. I thought he couldn't steer me wrong. He owned two clubs, a restaurant. He was a producer. <laughs> Yeah, he worked on the t the hit television show Bikini Destinations. Oh yes, Jesus Christ, Joel! Please tell me, tell me what you found about Nico. I need to know. I love him. He's very into Japanese culture because he just recently directed his first feature oh. called Sorrow Ghetto, which the description is: while living an idyllic life, she never felt entitled to grace. Minami Stanton is dealt a life or death decision that changes her destiny as well as her summoned young protege, Miki Endo, who is unsuspectedly threaded into her journey, which will, oh, wow, this is hard to read, which will forever change the fate of both their lives. It's a twisted, thought-provoking journey where East meets West, traveling from Japan to America through the mind of Grace Stanton and her perspective of this life and future lives where our perceptions can dictate our actions in unique ways often misunderstood and that brief what summary was written by nico himself oh my god oh that's brilliant they they so many words and it doesn't say a damn thing no, I know! And I love this quote. His is, this is his personal quote on his IMDb. Just imagine, imagine him sipping from a gigantic cup of white wine. 
I feel a deep curiosity and admiration for the Japanese culture. The ancient, artful tradition paired with refined elegance and grace is very powerful when revealed in a soulful way. Oh my god. He's like the real samurai cop. They call him samurai. He speaks fluent Japanese. What does katana mean? It means Japanese sword. Yeah, I consider myself to be a great weeaboo warrior. <laughs> yeah. These are quotes from an interview about him called Nico Santushi, Life by His Rules. I grew up in Chicago with a gangster father who was a real prick. <laughs> Basically, Nico's whole life journey is he bought a bunch of clubs. Do we have any idea how he had the money to do that? I mean, it says gangster father in Chicago. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's got some dirty money behind him. Great, yeah. Love it. His first job was in a modeling agency called M Models. And he bought this agency and this is the quote. And quickly, within a couple of years, it grew to five times the revenue. We did casting, shows, everything in town. I don't like to talk too much about it. Red flag. Yeah, because legally I can't anymore. <laughs> because lots of guys open so-called modeling agencies to try and just fuck models. And this this sentence, this is exactly how somebody whose business is not legit would describe their business. M Models was totally legit. <laughs> yes. With hundreds of models, the girls were all legit models, not hookers. Oh my god, dude. I never got laid once. Did he say that? Yes. And he says, okay, that might not exactly be correct, but the agency was one of the bigger in town, and for the three plus years I had it, it was very successful. Jesus Christ, dude. And then he got into the nightclub industry. God damn it. Does he have an autobiography at all? No, not yet. But oh. god damn, I hope he makes one so someday. Please, God. All right, we're going to do a prayer. So he opened up a gangster theme restaurant called Capo's in Vegas. Oh, no, well, I mean, that's that's what flies in Vegas. It's got like the, the main mad pastas served with your choice of bread and soup. Or Santucci's pasta, which is okay. <laughs> no, Uncle no. Polly's abriata. Dude, what the fuck? This is this is so much better than I could have ever hoped. This is like you telling me that I'm gonna get everything I want for Christmas. Uh, that is what I found out about Nico Santucci. <laughs> Holy shit! All of that was exciting to hear. None of it was surprising. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And also, he doesn't believe in ghosts. Now, you don't believe in ghosts. No, not a chance. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. Nico owned the house before Chris. Yeah. Chris describes discovering all this shady-ass shit in that house. Like, throwaway guns under the floorboards. He describes finding a, like, dismemberment suite in the back which heather describes as a merc room with the amount of confidence and ease of saying merc room where it feels like she really knows what a merc room is hey, i mean they probably come standard in houses in vegas yeah <laughs> all right so this is your four bedroom house three bath but there is a secret area with a large wash basin for any large cleaning jobs if you do if you catch by drift no no, no it's not i wouldn't say it's a merc room so much as just a really nice laundry or meat 
uh, if you want to do any butchery. It's thin grout, white tile. So any mess, <laughs> very easy to clean and see. That's important. If you get any stains in there, you'll be able to bleach it right away. Oh my God. It felt like, you know, like a murk room or like a, somebody were getting killed in that room. That's very obvious for me. Here's my point though. So if Chris discovered all this shit, then Nico either was utilizing these things or just didn't look around. It could be that he just didn't fucking look around. Nico was probably too busy to fucking, you know, knock around the walls. And obviously he wasn't like looking for shit. Like the most he ever thought as far as haunting went was <laughs> he heard what he says, like sound like an old radio in the attic. And he like poked his head up there one time. And he was like, meh can't find anything and he left it this is the difference between getting fucked up on white wine and getting fucked up on cocaine <laughs> you get fucked yeah. up on cocaine you're gonna find shit well yeah because you're gonna be like wait 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 wait. i'm knocking on the walls <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be looking under floorboards you're gonna be fucking twisting knobs that you didn't know were doorknobs you're gonna fucking start taking plumbing apart and finding chunks of blood yeah i know chris is just like oh my god i think that swan you know that swan you know that fucking swan one of them's twisted man heather heather you fucking bitch get it did you use bleach heather where's my milk my dog is smart my dog is smart <laughs> man He's, she's fucking smart no wonder ruby started freaking out and peeing on everything she was just like snorting Dude. up like mountains of cocaine no this poor dog was having to hang out in a house where people were blasting music swinging swords and fucking like breaking <laughs> shit on cocaine all day every day that's how i imagine yeah. it. just from zero to mother in a blink man his whole eyeballs went black did that ever frighten you to be with him in this house? If I make him mad, he'd flip out, just go berserk over anything. Do you think he'd be there's like, ah, there's no milk? Like, like, you know what I mean? Over yeah, the simplest he would just things. Flip out. He'd just get mad and get crazy. Run, bitch! Run! As they get into the lockdown, Zach says something that's very stupid. Where he's like, I don't really like to bring religion into this stuff very much, which is obviously a lie. That's that's like when he was like, I don't like complaining. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's got his tiny little cross, a tiny little thing of, of, of holy water. It's anointing oil. Anointing oil. And we know, we know what that shit is. It's fucking chili oil. Yeah, it's chili oil. <laughs> I, it burns. Wait, turn your head to me. Because there could be a demonic entity in here and demonic possession could kill you. Or as we've previously established through Zach's own words, make you stronger, better, and a cooler person. And us extrapolating said it could help you lose weight, <laughs> be as thin as a ghost with the Zach Bagans demonic possession diet. But this is very important because he talks about religion and he also talks about this dream that he had where, cause Chris is blaming his violent tendencies towards his girlfriend on ghosts. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I had this connection to this dark entity. And that's where Zach is like, I had a dream, a dream. Do you remember, Nick? Do you remember the dream? And then Nick blandly describes the dream. Did this dark energy, did it have an effect on you? For some reason, it, we clicked. Oh, wait a minute there. Hold on. Hold on. What did I just tell you? Tell me about the 
dream I had last you had night. A nightmare? You were in this house. I was in this house, and what was the f dream about? And you came across this like just bad entity. And, and what happened between? You connected with the entity. <sighs> What did I say? What did I say, Nick? What did I say? And Nick is just like sitting there, like, why don't you just say it, man? You finish it, Zach. You do it. <laughs> this is your story. You texted me about your dream. Like, am I supposed to read the text message? What I'm imagining is that they were all staying in a hotel. Zach sits <laughs> straight up, leaves his room with his blankie, and he finds <laughs> Nick's room, and he comes in. And he's like, <laughs> and Nick's like, hey buddy what's going on what's going on man and he's like a really bad dream in a really bad dream like oh tell me about it buddy come here come on champ come on sport come on you can snuggle in here with me and aaron <laughs> <laughs> and and then zach's like well I had, I had a dream about connecting with an evil spirit and her location and we were like hecatite buds and like i was killing aaron and aaron's like Dude, why do you always have dreams where you kill me? <laughs> yeah. Dude, not cool. I'm not going to do that no more. You guys deal with that. This is where we have to transition into a little Bible study. Oh, fantastic. Damn, this, this episode's got everything. I turned to Dark World by Zach Bagans. Uh, what I did find is two very important passages. Ooh. First, in regards to his belief in Christianity. Mm. Before I started on this journey, I wasn't terribly religious. I was baptized as a Catholic, but church only meant one thing to me. Cookies after the service. <laughs> But as my investigations go on over the years and my encounters with spirits and demons persist, I believe in God and pray like my life depends on it, especially before entering certain establishments. It's a byproduct of looking the demon in the face and having a BFO, a blinding flash of the obvious. All right, Zach, trying to make that happen. BFO? Yep. Fuck, dude. We're going to use that from now on. That heaven and hell undoubtedly exist. It's not just faith for me, but practical application, too. I've seen the forces of God at work, so I believe in them completely now. Dude, how fascinating is this? I know. That when this whole fucking project started, Zach was a witchy weird fucking spiky hair boy got like start like starting on his goth journey meanwhile aaron is a little christian boy who's mm. scared is scared out of his pants and flash forward to now zach is fucking straight up christian and aaron uh -huh. has dropped the religion for wicca and he is an actual warlock what the fuck I've just been so happy to be on the journey with these this boys. This is insane. I, I love this so much. The next paragraph says, For many people, this is an uncomfortable topic. To believe in heaven, you must also accept the concept of hell. And to believe <laughs> no, in guardian angels. Not necessarily. According to Zach, you have to accept the notion of nefarious demons as well. You really can't believe in one without the other. There has to be a yin 
to every yang, which means for every good spirit wandering the earth, there's probably an evil one that balances it out. Kind of like the good Jedi and Sith Lords of Star Wars God. who balance out the force. Oh. <laughs> the next bit of this chapter, speaking of guardian angels, is the demon lair of Sin City. Ooh. He's been talking about Bobby Mackey's, but he then goes on to talk about this fucking episode. No, no way. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I know evil lurks there, but the interesting question is what kind of evil? Better yet, how many evil entities are there? The activity in this mansion was so inconsistent and fell into so many categories that it was, and still is, very hard to classify. But this place affected me on a personal level before I even set foot in it. Dude. Two nights before. Yeah. Oh, God. I was so excited. <laughs> I had a dream. I was at this particular mansion. Again, the insistence of not saying the name. I was at this particular mansion and I was standing next to a demonic being that was attacking people in the house. No matter how much they screamed, he kept doing it. But the weird part is that it left me alone. Not only that... It seemed to smirk at me like I was its sidekick and I was and it was teaching me the ropes. In the dream, it wanted me to witness what it was doing and to not do any harm to me. And no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't do anything to prevent it. It was like we were cool with each other and had an unspoken bond. A few days later, I interviewed a man who lived at the Las Vegas mansion. Again, no names. He told me about being attacked by an unseen force in the house and how he was in a state of oppression afterwards, as if the dark entity had gotten inside of him and was struggling for control of his mind and body. He had violence in him that he had never had before. Then he said something that made my blood run cold. I feel like this entity and I clicked and we were cool with each other. That freaked me out. Not just a little but a lot. <laughs> and this is this is the crazy part. Okay. Man. This is the crazy okay. part. This is some shit we don't see on TV. Some deep Zach Bagan's lore that he's building. Yeah. Two nights later, we were investigating the mansion, which was chock full of ghosts and activity, when I heard something that shook me to the core. Three blind mice. It was being hummed the exact way the demon at Mackey's had done. On top of that, we captured an EVP of a disembodied voice mimicking my voice the same way they had at Mackey's. This is something way beyond anything I'd encountered. The EVPs I might be able to dismiss as coincidence, but probably not since I also caught one saying my name at the Goldfield and Ancient Ram Inn, but the humming of three blind mice is just out of this world spooky. It's the most profound thing I have ever encountered because it hits me on a personal level. It's as if a demon or network of them are toying with me at these locations, which would indicate that they either have the ability to transport themselves or communicate with each other. Either way, they know how to find me and know where I will be, which is disturbing. Dude. Yes. What the fuck? I love this so much. 
Yeah. First of all, I I love that the demon that haunts the Gak has chosen a song <laughs> about uh, three blind mice, yeah. basically how making fun of the three boys and how mm-hmm. they run. See how they run. Eric, would you say that that would be a mocking of the Trinity? Yes. <laughs> three blind mice is a mocking of the Trinity, of course, because the number three has to be a mocking of the Trinity, no matter what. But where was it in the episode? You hear singing and humming in this episode, and now thinking about that, I kind of want to watch it again and see if it sounds like Three Blind Mice. Which of the Warlocks put a pin on this? We're going to play the audio. You tell us if it sounds like Three Blind Mice. I, I love the way this begins. He starts taunting, like, right off the bat. And the house answers back. Because right away, all of their technology starts fucking dying. Aaron forgot to charge the batteries on everything yet again. We have this big sweeping establishing shot of Las Vegas <laughs> at night. We zoom in to a Cadillac with the fucking Elvis impersonator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they turn to Aaron and they're like, they're like, you plugged everything in, right, Aaron? Right, Aaron? You know? Because, like, we're going to be out on the town tonight. You, know? you, you plugged it all in, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, Aaron and this fucking uh, Elvis impersonator are like big stepping into a strip club. <laughs> and meanwhile, we cut back to Aaron's hotel everything, room. Everything has a red <laughs> light and they're all blinking yeah. red as Aaron's powering down. <laughs> Aaron's left himself a bunch of sticky notes like, remember to plug in. All the cameras are on. <laughs> yeah. he, he wakes up at the Elvis impersonator's house. He gets over to his hotel room. Oh, oh dude. no. Oh. oh my God. I'm guessing we're going to have some technological failures tonight. <laughs> Why are these monitors blinking low voltage? Please don't hurt me. I'm not here to be hurt. Because he starts taunting. He The first thing he says, We want to meet the demonic entity that's been terrorizing everybody that's lived here. And they fucking, it's my favorite cut in the entire episode. Because they cut to fucking Nico swirling his wine glass and not Dude, giving a shit. Straight up, that's the funniest shit <laughs> ever. I I wrote that. I was I just wrote down. This is art. This yeah. is art. <laughs> fucking Nico ch- drinking the last of his his glass of wine that is enough to hold a whole bottle of wine. Just yeah, day know. drunk as shit, completely yeah. jaded to the world. <laughs> Doesn't believe in ghosts. Yeah, Nico hasn't been terrorized by anything since his gangster father. That's right. That's what he vowed when he turned 19. He was like, I'll never let anyone terrorize me again. (laughs) Cut to his fucking intense ass crazy life. Yeah, that's me. Nico Santucci. Yeah, that's my life. And it's a little different. Club ownership, director, check. Bikinis, check. I got it all. <laughs> Modeling agency, check. Getting laid, maybe. They weren't all hookers. <laughs> hey, totally legit business. <laughs> Wait a minute. That is amazing. Wow. Knock, knock, knock. It's my gavel. Oh. As I bring together this Council of Zaddies meeting. Oh, no. Oh! <laughs> 
Listen, pal, I've never met you before, and because I have to vet everybody, I don't know, but I'm not playing with this stuff. You can't get out. You ain't going nowhere. You left it. The devil has the voice of many waters. I have to bring forth the candidacy of Nico Santucci. And I know it's contentious because he's obviously a zaddy, mm. but is he a paranormal zaddy? No. He is not a paranormal zaddy. He does not believe in ghosts at all. Mm -hmm. I think he is like the exact villain that the zaddies would have to go against. Because he's, he's like young and hot. Well, you know, in that Vegas way, hot. Um, Mm -hmm. He's, he's everything the, the zaddies wish they could hold on to but no longer have. Richard Sennett and Mari Silver with their Slimer-esque ghost companion of DJ Fly <laughs> and with John Zaffis sitting in the back of their van like, hey guys, that was a great adventure. They're like, shut up, John. You barely count. <laughs> DJ Fly's like, you're in my house now. That's that's his fucking catchphrase. Yeah. That's- well, looks like everybody's in my house now. DJ Fly. They they cut on a shot of them leaving an investigation, and it like goes into a like a closed circuit television. <laughs> yeah, it comes out, and it's over shoulder, <laughs> and he's got his giant glass of white wine. You just see him from behind swirling the white wine, and then like it cuts to like a cr- extreme close up of him sipping the white wine in his lips, and he just like lowers. It. He's like, until next time, zaddies. Until next time. <laughs> I'll see you downtown, zaddies. You're in my <laughs> house now. And then everybody boos because he's stealing GJ's flies. Fucking <laughs> okay, I accept this ruling on the Council of Zaddies. Yeah, he is not a zaddy. He is the antithesis of a zaddy. I'm really glad that we have now established that the zaddies has an overarching villain, and it is Nico Santucci, oh, yeah. which is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The comic book slash anime that's going to come out about this is going to be off the fucking chain. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> we got we got the singing. We've got all of their technology failing. We got an EVP that says attic, which is kind of creepy. It sounds pretty good. It sounds like a girl. Almost all their EVPs are clearly not them yeah and then like zach asks them like oh show your face and then it kills his camera which aaron is like again trying to cover his ass like oh oh it should say standby if it's if it's normal broken i'm pretty sure this is zach trying to cover his own ass where he's just like oh no i definitely was recording oh yeah well and they get they get like a banging and a dragging sound which is pretty cool oh yeah they think it's coming from the equipment area. And this is where we get the demonic mocking where it says, and it, it does sound decently clear of let's kick them out. Yeah. And it does sound like Zach. My digital recorder captured a voice that told us that we now may be in the presence of demonic entities, changing the whole parameters of this investigation. This disturbing EVP sounds like my voice being mimicked. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what it sounds like? It sounds Hmm. like his voice coming out of a very small speaker, which would be exactly what would happen if one of the other boys was reviewing footage. Yes. Yes. But because it made such a big impact on his life. Yeah. 
I don't know if he would have held on to that if it were fake. They have such an abundance of evidence in this episode where it seems like an odd thing for them to fake. Yeah. I don't think this is a a Chris on Paranormal Challenge. Check out the Patreon. <laughs> Ruining his team's chances by saying his own EVP that he captured. Yeah. I think this might be as they cut to the famous quote from our our OG paranormal zaddy. Richard said it. This could be a case of Richard Spence. <laughs> I fucking Damn. thought about that Dude. today, and it Joel. was it, shut up, Ow. shut up. It was in my brain because I was like, D- it, I'm not gonna say Dude, it because I. I mm. swear you have like <laughs> borderline Tourette's. Like you're like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> and of course. Shut up. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so, Richard I did, You know what's funny? You know what's funny, Joel? What? Is the minute Zach said Richard Sennett, the Richard Sennett theme music you play <laughs> played in my head. It immediately started. And it cuts to his silly face. I did not remember how much of a bowl cut he yeah. had. And... <laughs> I have been picturing him very different in my head <laughs> this too. entire time. Me too. And I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about the bowl cut. And yes, it is shocking. <laughs> One thing you don't do is touch or cut my hair. It's apropos that they bring up Richard Sennett because there are so many places <laughs> in this this location for Richard Dude, Sennett to be covered in I, mud and scuttling God, about. God, I would love. I would love if like if you just turn the brightness up on any scene of this and it's like shots from fucking hereditary whether you are you can just make out like a fucking nude old man standing in a doorway <laughs> and then like camera moves move back and he's gone ooh i would love that shit this is freaky dude zach after that is like come on press me against the wall mommy choke me <laughs> Pin me to the wall. I want to be done. Tell me I'm a bad little boy. I want you to take me in your big demon arms and toss me around. Quick, twist my penis. Twist it. Quick, rip my butt plug out. Please. Call me a sad little piggy. Pin me up against the wall and take my butt. <laughs> it's pleading. My hole is pleading for you. Come harm me. Do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just felt something touch me in this area here. <laughs> and after after him wanting to be domed by this this demon, they get a voice that says this way, which is very convenient for the story that Zach is creating. Mm-hmm. Because right after that, he tries to slip in between some really tight places in this exposed construction area and his stomach gets ripped open slightly scraped open (laughs) by a rusty nail this is even more pathetic than when nick fucking biffed it (laughs) and like had a slightly bloody hand and they were like oh we might have to fucking call it man this is bad yeah fucking zach is like quick look at my body you know so he gets his chance to take his shirt off and they see it and it's just the tiniest little scrape from a nail that doesn't look all that rusty. And then Zach turns out he hasn't had a fucking tetanus shot, which what the fuck Zach? This whole time. This is his job. His job is walking around in the dark in 
old, dilapidated buildings, and he doesn't have a fucking tetanus shot. How has he been able to clear insurance with the Travel Channel? He falls and runs into shit, like, in every episode. Jesus. Guide, well, guide me. Sorry. God. Yeah, you should have went over it. Not only did I just get stabbed by a rusty old nail, but at this exact moment, Nick's digital recorder captured this Class A EVP. You stab yourself with a nail? Gotcha, bitch. Zach, you know, he flexes really hard and he channels his spiritual energy to force the tetanus out because apparently that's what he's been doing instead of getting the fucking tetanus shot. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, and then we get uh, uh, an orb. Because we have to, we, I yeah. mean, we have to talk about the fucking orb. We gotta go, yeah, orb. It's time for the orb. There's an orb that goes up N Nick's ass again. When it touches Nick, it's almost as if there's some kind of energy transfer as it loses its substance while following the exact contours of his lower back, then totally vanishing into thin air. You know, they always do this. It, it's almost as common as the, like, this is what our eyes see when they just when they're like we debunk this as a piece of dust and then he says he says the dumbest shit ever he goes <laughs> we debunked it as dust because of its characteristics yeah which is like saying you can tell this is an orb because of the way that it is yeah i know no this is an orb because duh shut the fuck up stop asking questions nerd it's a fucking orb move on I also love that this, like, we now know perhaps why Zach wears a plug to his investigations, because Nick, <laughs> oh, Nick yeah, is just getting fucked orbs. up the butt by orbs That's all right. the time. There's an orb party in Nick's ass, and Zach is not invited. Meanwhile, Nick is just like, kind of, his eyes are just fluttering. He's like, yeah, rub it, He's roll like, on that whoa, prostate. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, what's going on, man? Ooh, I'm feeling tingly. Oh, boy. I gotta go poop. I gotta go poop. <laughs> I'm feeling a large amount of pressure in my lower colon. We can tell that this is not poop because of the way that it is. We can tell that this is not poop because Nick dropped a fat deuce at least two hours ago. That scared the out of me and I still have to button my fly up. Speaking of uh, party time. Yes. Let's talk about Haley. the trigger object. Oh my God, dude. Okay. I... Mm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the boys hire a sex worker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and it's, it is like, they don't even try to veil this as anything other than they hired a sex worker to do probably the weirdest thing she's ever <laughs> been asked to do on a job. We're going to be right here, all right? And we're going to be watching you, okay? So if anything happens, honestly, if we see anything near you, if, if you start hearing voices, try and keep it going a little bit until you can't handle it anymore. Oh, my. So Zach brings in Haley, who he says, we're bringing in a female. <laughs> Zach sounds like a Ferengi Dude. all the time. Mm, human <laughs> female. <laughs> Who looks like the other human female. I thought maybe it would just be a random woman who looks a little bit like Heather. But no. Well, we, we know what Zach focuses on <laughs> as far as lookalikes for women. 
Holy shit. She she looks like Heather. Blonde hair. Big boob. Blonde hair, big boob. <laughs> Her boobs enter the scene before she does. Witches and warlocks, we are not saying for sure. Yes, she has model looks and really long straight blonde hair and huge fake eyelashes and gigantic tits. And yes, it seems like something that was cobbled together at the last second because Heather pulled out of being the trigger object. Totally. Like, like why didn't they use Heather? Exactly. I'm, I'm thinking they were going to. And then Heather was like, no, I don't want to do it. Either Zach found one of those little cards yeah. with the like number and like a hot chick on it. And he's like, dude, fuck yeah, dude. She's so hot. Or he definitely banged this girl. And, like, mm-hmm. bragged about his job, and he, and she was like, oh, that sounds fun. I love the first thought of, like, Aaron, obviously, the night before, as he's walking down the streets, like, all the people who are, like, flicking cards <laughs> on the street in Vegas, he's just picking them up, and, like, Heather backs out on the night of the shoot, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like, oh, shit. He's like, this looks exactly like Heather. <laughs> Blonde big boobs. Yeah, totally. We got her. Let's call her up. And, like, again... Oh. We're not trying to be judgmental. First I'm of all, sex judging. work is work. I'm not no, judging. No, sex work is work. Fucking, yeah, get it, Haley. It, and it's it's legal there. This this is why I think it's almost guaranteed that she's a professional sex worker. First of all, Zach does make her acknowledge her consent for what's happening on camera, which is big oof energy. Of, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please say into the camera that this you're cool with this and they'll pay you after the shoot. To be fair, this is like worst nightmare status. A woman being called to a a, a random house that's got no lights on in the middle of the night. They open the door. The house is torn to shit. It's an abandoned old house, and there's three dudes hanging out in there with cameras. No. Yeah. (laughs) No. Fucking run. And her her assignment is take off all your clothes and put on this (laughs) towel and and pretend like you're a woman that was harassed by ghosts. Fucking, that's what I'm saying, man. This has got to be the weirdest trick she's ever had to deal with (laughs) she will tell all her friends she'll be like oh you think licking an old man's ass was weird hang on yeah i met zach vagans (laughs) yeah he didn't fuck me but he did make the most out of our hour together (laughs) the final nail in the coffin that she is probably a professional sex worker is she seems pretty nonplussed by the whole experience i half expect she rolled in there and she was like i have to do what can I just, like, blow you guys and leave? Because, like, this yeah. sucks. <laughs> it's yeah. cold. It's weird in here. I got I got my, like, huge shoes on. You wanted a show, right? She's like, no, no, no. Just no, go no, no. stand there. We're, you stand here. We're going to go, and we're going to watch you on, ca- on, <laughs> on computer screens. Just those three yeah. boys in another area. <laughs> but don't worry. You're safe. You're safe. <laughs> Demon, come out and grab her. Demon! Kill her! <laughs> Zach insisting she is safe has the same energy of Nico Santucci insisting that his model agency was 100% legit. <laughs> yes! Like, yes. Oh my god. It would have been so funny if she'd rolled up and been like, yo, is this Santucci's house? <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, Nick, you having any deja vu experiences at this moment? <laughs> she gets under the towel. She like takes takes her shirt down a bit. Looks like she's naked under the towel. And she's like doing her lines like, do you remember me? They get a, a growling voice that says, kill her. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Zach tries to like come out and like go aggro with her. I mean, I, I love that like he gets all his boys out of the room and like in their own space and then he's like uh, i'm going in there i'm gonna go in uh, i'm gonna yeah. go and hang out with her uh, you guys stay here and he runs in there and he's like come on just starts fucking <laughs> he starts fucking going so hard but then it's it's punctuated by him tripping which is like perfect on theme for zach he's like dude i'm gonna i'm totally gonna fucking nail it with this chick she's gonna be so oh, oh, oh. just wait till she sees my taunting bro if my gains aren't yeah. enough and then in mid-taunt, we hear the of a banana peel slip <laughs> yeah. as he fucking falls over. And it's the one thing that scares her the worst. Yeah, because af after his fall down, they get a, a big, like, fucking growl and a bang. That yeah. is, like, legitimately scary. But she's, like, just, like... Okay. That girl's clearly got fucking nerves of steel. The fact that oh, she yeah. even walked in to do this. <laughs> tough girl. Very tough girl. You know, her hour ends and she clack, clack, clacks away on her like eight inch heels. And they, they give her <laughs> fucking holy oil. Fucking cut to her like, like... 20 minutes later in her car, she's like, hmm, what the hell? I'll put a little on. Yeah. Fucking burns. Oh! She's like swerving off the I-5. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, an exorcist we've worked with before had given us some holy anointing oil to use in an emergency situation just like this. And then we get my favorite sequence, I think, in the history of this show. Yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is really something else. <laughs> this is S tier shit. This is S tier. <laughs> oh my god! Zach insists on recreating the haunted dinner party. Haunted coke swinger party. But just him and his boys. He didn't bring coke, but he did bring wine glasses. He brought a boombox. Yes. And he brought his dollar store fucking dagger Straight, you know you know they fucking bought that weird ass sword in like a bong shop like on the way to this to this location eric you you're not giving these boys enough credit because uh you know me yeah you know that i'm a giant nerd mm-hmm and i know you've got swords like that i've seen that exact sword you know where i've seen that is every fucking festival or carnival that has the sword guy booth. Yeah. Zach, Zach went to a Ren Fair like <laughs> 10 years ago. He's like, oh, this is kind of pretty cool, right? Because, you know, it's like history and stuff. And like, oh, swords? You guys like swords. Like, he's really embarrassed, but he's like, dude, this sword's got a skull on it. What's like the uh, law around me using this for like self-defense? You know, like against bullies and like peer pressure. I hate peer pressure. Don't peer pressure me, dude. Eric, we have to talk about something very important in this scene. Uh, the fucking song that they play? Yeah. Yeah. I shazammed it. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> because I couldn't find it at first. I tried to look up the lyrics oh, yeah. as I heard them, and I was like, what the fuck is this song? 
This is so silly. What is this? It sounds sounds like it's referencing Ghost Adventures, and I shazammed it, and sure fucking enough. And it is amazing. Yeah, I listened to the whole thing. Of course. Fucking Mike Filomi. Filomi. We're chasing ghosts. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah! That was awesome! This is one of my favorite Ghost Adventures Easter eggs. Because it was just some fan wrote a song about Ghost Adventures and sent it to Zach or showed it to Zach in person and Zach was like, was like, oh yeah, that's pretty tight. And the kid's like, dude, please, like... Use it as your intro music. <laughs> and he's like, ah, uh, mm, no, but like maybe we could put it in an episode somehow, someday. I love that Zach busted it out. And I'd love to imagine Nick stewing in the corners like, we could we could have used we could have used my album. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Dude, honestly, at first I was like, is this a like an early <laughs> Nick or Zach song? Oh my god, Zach, it was a Zach original? <laughs> like, like I, I was like, is this a Zach? Man, if we could get Mike Falumley to make <laughs> our, like, a theme song for music? our podcast, <gasps> yo. Wow, man, this is it. This fucking party for Zach starts going off. <laughs> Mike Falumley's goddamn Ghost Adventure song like, is just bumping. He only lets it play for just a second. Well, I don't think Zach wanted to pay Mike for the rights to use oh. his song on television. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he's like, yeah, man, like, I'll, like, you know, throw you a bone or whatever, but I'm not going to fucking, like, send you a hundred bucks. You know, if you read my autobiography, I'm really against people trying to profit off of my brand. Okay, and that's kind of what it sounds like you're doing, is trying to profit off of me. So thanks for the song, you fucker. You're not going to see any residuals, all right? Who knows? I mean, was this was this uh, shooting at the same time as Paranormal Challenge? Yes. Oh, well then, he that's why. Because he already spent too much money on one song, and he'll never do it again. Well, speaking of Zach and his lack of respect for fans <laughs> and his surroundings, Zach throws his dollar store sword into the wall of this in-development house? Yeah. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he does the he does this turn, and, like, he's like, fucking bring it! And, like, it he... God, he... He's so transparent. Like, how cool yeah. he feels in that moment is just plastered all over his face. Zach Bagans fucking throws a sword into the wall and it sticks the first time. He's just like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it was, it was a fucking coin toss, whether that was just yeah. going to shatter. <laughs> just hit the wall and break in half. Or just, like, bounce off because it's completely unbalanced. Fucking cuts him again. <laughs> yeah. Dang it! God damn it! Oh, the tennis shot! <laughs> Nick, we gotta go! I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. Zach ties the episode in a nice little bow by saying, For some... Home is where the heart is, but for the people who lived under this roof, 
home is where the hell is. <laughs> what a fucking poet. Oh, man. Oh, God. That's like that's like a tagline for, for like the worst <laughs> 1980s, like, Throwaway yeah. horror film. Yeah, that that's like that's a definitely a Gary Busey horror vehicle. <laughs> Home is where the hell is. Speaking of hell, we have two questions. One, how would you rate this episode? We already know it's like this is on the mountain. Oh yeah, S tier. Yeah, this is fucking great. Pavalia, Sloss Furnace, this Linda Vista Hospital. This is essential Ghost Adventures viewing. I know Zach better now because of this episode. He even yeah. wrote in his book about how influential this was. Which brings us to the more important question. Why? Why <laughs> is this one pulled? Yeah, so I looked it up uh, and I couldn't find any answers. People are asking about it. And a lot of people are always answering like, dude, it's because like Debbie and Mark. And it's like, they're not in no. it. They're, They're not, not in associated it. at all. I looked up Chris. I looked up his wife and I wrote the word crime after them to make sure yeah. that they weren't in like any database for doing anything crazy. Um, yeah. You did the searches for Nico. It sounds like he's fucking not in prison. Theory number one, most plausible. Chris or Nico disagreed with the way they were portrayed in the episode and slapped Zach with like a defamation lawsuit. Like maybe Zach edited it in a way that they disagreed with. Yeah. There might be like a, uh, like some sort of like legal reason why Nico can't be seen fucking chugging wine on television, chugging wine on television, talking about his gangster connections. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, got his final warning from some judge. And they're like, listen, (laughs) if I ever hear about you drink it again, you're fucking going in the slammer. Yeah, recently Nico just gives Zach a call. He's like, listen, I have an open investigation from back then. Um, I'm still kind of on the hook for that. I'm going to need you to take that episode offline. Otherwise, some of my Vegas people are going to see you at your haunted museum. Do you know what I mean, Zach? Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, you know, fires start uh, in all kinds of strange ways. Yeah. Hey, a haunted museum? All sorts of cursed things could happen to that place, huh? You have any idea how cheap a fucking 22 pistol is these days? Ever tried to file the, the serial numbers off those things? It fucking comes off like butter. Oh, hey, what's this? I just happened to have found one in this drawer <laughs> right next to me. Do you understand, Zach? It's that easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your other theory? Yeah. <laughs> theory number two. Zach is embarrassed to have a sex worker on his show and people called him out for it. And he's like, oh, let's hide it. Yeah, that is that's definitely like up there for me because it's really obvious. Uh, Theory number three. This episode features the only time that I've ever seen Aaron have a commercial segment where he's like, go to travelchannel.com to check out Aaron's vlogs. And Zach is like gross he's like pull the whole episode kill the whole thing <laughs> burn it burn it all down burn it down <laughs> no one should see the Aaron. shut dogs. it down shut it down forever because here's the thing on on travel channel on discovery plus who now owns all of uh ghost adventures everything fucking everything and they're destroying animation sorry go on I'm mad. I'm mad. Fuck them. Well, you know what? Also, they destroyed. You can't find the Aaron's vlogs on there. 
you can only find them on like weird upload, like some weird profiles on YouTube. And I think Zach is embarrassed about all the times he talked about clamgasming. So I think I think he maybe nuked this episode because Aaron mentions the vlog. Also because Aaron was allowed in the spotlight for longer than Zach is comfortable with. It may have something to do with them trying to sell that property. Maybe they were having a really hard time selling that fucking house mm-hmm. and they couldn't turn it into a haunted location because it's fucking gutted. We gotta like we gotta rebrand La Palazzo right now. Yeah, my guess it's something banal in the legal issue department. Uh, it's gotta be something banal because it's such a good episode. So that's the boring answer. The fun answer is that Maybe Zach accidentally killed Haley and buried her in the desert. That is not a fun answer. It's <laughs> an interesting answer. Oh, God. I'm telling you, man, she opened the bottle, that, that fucking oil, put it on herself, fucking swerved off the freeway, and they, they found the bottle with his fingerprints on it. She had like an allergic reaction. Yeah. Like, her face like blew up. Zach gets a call from Nico's like, Hey, uh, so one of my girls is in the hospital. She's dying. <laughs> her face is all puffed up. She can't see. She yeah. can't breathe. I had to take her off of life support. My- now we're getting too dark. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, dark, should we invite Zach to come fight us in it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking come fight us come fight us in the dark and don't hide it from anybody don't hide it from anybody and bring your shitty sword this is very dangerous guys. it's like we're going in for the attack I'll be ready to perform an exorcism show me your power you guys are playing with fire really I just want to set the stage trying to throw what I think is the perfect Zach Bagans theme party and invite him to it. Okay. It's an abandoned location. Check. We have self-referential pop punk playing. (laughs) Check. Songs about Zach Bagans. In the mixtape that we're making, there is going to be some (laughs) Nick Groff, the other side on there. (laughs) You got to put those later in the playlist. Yeah. (laughs) We have decorative swords everywhere. Fedoras, optional. There's nothing that could make Zach more amped than if we invited the king of all parties, Nico Santucci. Okay, okay. I I see what you're laying down. Um, And I'm going to set um, a bit of a trap for Zach that uh, will snap because of this party. So when we've invited Zach to this party, um, not only is it just like all about him, but it's got to be a haunted location. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah and yeah. it's going to it's going to stir up all kinds of paranormal activity with Zach that amped, that excited. But we have been noticing that all their equipment has been breaking down. Always. All, it's all been breaking down. It's been f- fucking failing. I'm going straight to the source, and I blame Bill Chapel. <laughs> I say, Zach, listen, Bill Chapel's a has been. Okay, he's not a good salesman. No. 
I do know a good salesman, though. Nico Santucci. <laughs> I, I get Zach to buy all his new equipment from the skeeziest, sleaziest, least trustable man in Vegas, Nico Santucci. And every single piece of that equipment is going to be dangerous, overpriced, and fucking fake. But it will look so fucking cool. So good. Gaudy as shit. Can you imagine a Mel meter made out of fucking 24 karat gold? <laughs> it's not going to work, but it'll look real good, and it'll probably fucking explode. Dude, the, the word gun goggles... <laughs> That look like Ray-Bans. Exactly. The fucking slitted Ray-Bans. <laughs> we know oh. where the party's going to be had because Nico's not going to go too far out of his way. He's got lots of businesses to, to run. He's got films to direct. He's been in charge of Capo's restaurant in Vegas for a really long time. You know, he wants to go into more directing, but he's got this albatross around his neck. He's got this fucking brick and mortar restaurant. How do you get rid of that? Get fucking the three blind mice <laughs> with all of his this is the best insurance we have just made the best insurance fraud he wanted the episode taken down he got the episode taken down but that's not as that he wasn't going to stop there he had to take no. down all three of those blind mice and he came after them with his butcher knife and he chopped and he chopped <laughs> i'm just imagining okay the party's happening the fucking Zach Bagans theme song is blowing through the speakers at Capo's restaurant. <laughs> we have hung decorative swords everywhere. <laughs> it's fucking Damocles. Nico has, <laughs> Nico has covered these boys in the most janky, <laughs> fire-prone technology out there. Zach gets too amped. He starts throwing swords around. These bits of devices start short-circuiting. There's a fire. The restaurant's gone. All of Nico's problems are wrapped up in a nice little bow as these three blind mice are burned to death in his albatross restaurant. And Nico walks away from that fire and he doesn't take a single look back as he sips from the largest glass of wine <laughs> you've ever seen. You could hear from the room, like the other room, Zach is like, bro, are you feeling heat? Is there fire on my back? I feel like I'm burning. I feel like my skin is burning right now. You hear the screams of the Gak as they're trapped in the fire as Nico pops open the most expensive bottle of wine left in the restaurant, pours it into his glass, walks out the back, doesn't look back. <laughs> he walks away knowing he's going to collect the insurance money. And the oh. greatest insurance fraud in Vegas history is pulled off. He comes up, puts his arm around Haley, and he's like, come on, babe, let's let's blow this joint. <laughs> and then magically in this scene, he turns to the camera, gives a little wink, and just walks out into the <laughs> desert. Yes! Oh, man. I love this. This was one of my favorite experiences so far in this podcast. Uh, but it gets a little better. Oh. There's a post credit sequence. What? The, the credits roll on Nico's story. Yeah! It's fucking like <laughs> ACDC or some bullshit. Suddenly, it fades up from black. And we see that a man fully nude 
<laughs> he's covered himself in flame retardant mud. <laughs> and he's stepping into the burning building to save the gack. Holy Richard shit. Said it. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the boys wait. Yeah, the final shot is like a shot of like Zach like laying in a ditch next to Aaron. His eyes are closed. He's like burnt. Like you can see like ash on his face. And then he goes like, <gasps> as his eyes open, cut <laughs> yeah, the black. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when you hear the, the, the Richard Senate theme. <laughs> yeah, oh. cut the black. The devil has the voice of many waters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Is that all you can do? Is just make some stupid little noises? Is that not gonna make me scream like a little girl? Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. The fucking party just keeps going. Which is a warlocks. Look in the fucking episode description for the link to this. Please watch this. It's so fucking worth your time. <laughs> we might get into trouble. We might get in trouble for for promoting a, a a pirated episode of this show. But whatever, man. They're not trying to make money off of it. We also might get in trouble because Nico is gonna hear this and somebody no somebody's gonna knock on our door and be like, "So are you the come fight me in the dark, boys?" Hey, uh, listen. Uh, we never want to hear the name. Nico Santucci out of your fucking mouths again, right? It'll shoot your cat. Don't. <laughs> that, that will begin my fucking Liam Neeson level vengeance quest against... We are making a huge universe where I teamed up with the Paranormal Zags. Oh, th- those are the only ones we can call on. <sighs> What's our next episode? It's not going to be as good. Like, no, it, can't it can't be. It can't. But it does have Zach looking like he is trying to hold in a fart while holding an axe. <laughs> God lord, yes! As we go to Old Fort Erie. And Eric... Back to the old classic. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! He's burning alive! Are you choking on a giant glass of wine? <laughs> I mean, I might as well be. I've been drinking gin straight out of the bottle this whole time. Hey, I love you, buddy. I love you too. (laughs) Fuck. fuck. All right, that's it. Goodbye, Witches and Warlocks. That was great. That was really good. All right, all you Witches and Warlocks out there, thank you so much for listening. Eric and I, we really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and iTunes by searching Come Fight Me in the Dark or at CFMITD. You can check out our Patreon for exclusive bonus content like our continued Paranormal Challenge series, Come Fight Me in the Dark After Dark for all the stuff that's too hot for the pod, and new skits, and that's at CFMITD as well. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail.com with any questions, stories, and fan art. We, We love hearing from you, so thank you so much for listening, and have a good night.